0: Alright, what's up? What's good? It's your boy, it's Mario It's the Puerto Caballero Show Episode Zero, zero, zero One Welcome This is the beginning of something new Just trying to think some things out Gonna be having some conversations With some of my homies You know, just kicking it on the couch Posted, you know, doing what we normally would do Just chilling on the weekends mostly You know Whatever free time we got, gotta do it well. So, in any event, I'm watching this Kings-Warriors game right now. It's the fourth quarter. And my scrappy-ass Sacramento Kings... Oh, oh, bust it, bust it. Ah. Just down seven. With about 10.20 left in the fourth. So, hanging around, 84-77. Bunch of rookies and a few old-ass dudes out there. We're in black. And yeah, it's the defending Champs on the other side, so Oh, Justin Jackson going to the lane. Oh, hit the bucket. Cutting it to five. Timeout, Steve Kerr. What are they doing? What are they doing? Nobody knows. Who the fuck knows? Give him a commercial. Ooh, he needs to talk this one through. That's what's up. So yeah. Anyway. Just hanging out. Not doing too much. Just uh, another Friday. Really damn tired. Uh, went to the gym. Actually played some ball today, which was nice. It's been at least a couple weeks or so, and yeah, my jumper was so busted today, which is uh, a little bit surprising. Because last time I played it, I hadn't played in months, and it actually looked alright. I hit a couple threes on some people, but my stamina was just not there. Even playing on three on three um it was bad man huffing and puffing dude it's like puff the magic dragon but uh no smoke and uh i could only play one game man it was bad This was embarrassing this is somebody I used to be able to play all day you can get me out there four or five games some days full court and this was only three on three so um uh, good turn of events though i got to play two games today so Slowly but surely, we're getting there. We're getting there. Had a bad 2017 on a couple notes, but 18's looking up so far. But I will say, at the end of the game, the end of the second game, my feet were bugging, killing me. And it turns out, I ripped some damn skin off the bottom of my feet. So, yeah, not cool. I think I was bleeding through one of my socks, actually, so... Not fun, but here's what it is. So, just gotta keep on keeping on. I actually finished the game, but didn't really do too much. Last like five minutes or so. We were winning pretty good. We're moving the ball around, looking like the Spurs offense and everything. You know, it's like pass, 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 three, pass, 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 mid range, pass, pass, shot. So, doing the damn thing, you know. Gotta show them how we do it. But, uh, yeah. How's everybody doing? So, episode numero uno de de Puro Caballero Show. So, this is how we're gonna be doing it. And I'm gonna just be going through some, you know, topics of the day, whatever's on my mind. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, note to self. Stop saying, you know, nobody likes that. Nobody fucking likes that. Mm -mm -mm. So, it is Super Bowl weekend, and it should be at the homies' crib out by SC in South Central. Be watching the game; should be fun. We're gonna be getting a little litty, and uh, I'll try to do the podcast for the show so we can get uh, a few hours of just live-ass banter, you know, shooting shit as we normally do, talking crap, the basics. A little boozy. Some smoke in the air. And definitely a lot of food. It's one thing we gotta fucking figure out. Because, uh, got in the group text and started asking around and that shit just devolved real quick into shit talking <laughs> in about 5 10 minutes. Man, we just, as dudes, man, I swear, we half the time communicate via shit talking. And especially with the people we're really close with. Because... We really don't talk crap with people we really hate. At least for people who I fuck with. Because they're not dicks and assholes. It's always just the people who we cool with. Just try to meddle with people. You know how it is. So, um, KD hitting an A1 fadeaway. Man, so ridiculous. How the hell a 7 foot dude just can shoot lights out? He's got 22 on 9 and 14 shooting. I think he's like 4 or 5. From three point land or five of six from three point land. So it's torching them. It's 87 79. But Sack hanging around. If they lose by a single digits. That's like a moral victory for this squad because they ain't got it this year, man. Watch a lot of their games. Oh, kick out, buddy. Buddy. three, Bien. That's Buddy healed right there. 87 82. Cutting into five. What you know? What you know? Oh, you don't want nothing. Oh, damn. Come on, Zebo. Zebo just can't move. Just can't move no more. I don't blame him, man. Been doing work in the block for ages. He does his thing. Still like him out there. I think he was messed up what happened to him about uh this summer. Out in South Central, I believe. Or Compton, I think. Nickerson Garden? Somewhere. He was somewhere. He got caught up because somebody else had a... An ounce on him or something and nobody copped to it and he was just in this scenario so yeah it's fucking fucking blows especially when it's damn near legal although there's some stipulations about looking like you're distributing and selling and all that stuff but it is what it is if there was never no black market none of that would even be a possibility or worry but alas we live in a flawed world it is what it is oh it's inbounds getting it (laughs) who the hell missed that was that Caspi? is that clay thompson my stream is not looking sharp right now i think it was clay he was standing out of bounds couldn't get the ball under the baseline and then buddy just like okay i'll grab it cool got the ball laid it in and yeah five point gain again 89 84. Oh, KD crossing over. Kicking out. McCaw to the rim. Strip down the Ooh, King's the other way. Let's go. Buddy, you again. Buddy, buddy, buddy. Buddy, buckets. Ooh. Hit it with two dudes to the rack. All over him. Put a shoulder in the chest of the first guy. Oh, get that. Let's go. Oh, I should have dunked it. Damn. Warriors careless, buddy. Just got a deal and a lay-in. eighty nine eighty eight. Ooh, what's good? Ooh, give that man some dap. Give him all the dap. Damn, buddy buckets. Man, this Kings team is so interesting, though. Even for how shitty they are, they have a ton of young guys that are, like, on the up-and-up, and you don't really know necessarily who to be really trust or who to play from game to game. So the coach really has been moving it around so like every so often. It's, uh, it's had a lot of mixed results, to say the least. What's crazy is it's got multiples at almost every position, too. Similar uh, players and similar uh, levels of maturation, I would say. Because you look at the point guard, you got De'Aaron Fox, but Frank Mason Third was really balling out earlier in the year and honestly probably should have been the starter. He was probably the more consistent, one of the most consistent players the Kings had on the team. Uh, he was really running the show real well. Didn't look phased at all. For being a second-round pick, he's a real chip on your shoulder type of player. Uh, I think as a dude is going to stick around the league pretty well. But then, I mean, the number one overall pick, De'Aaron Fox, is—he's uh, had his moments, up and down. Uh, he's still learning how to run the point at the pro level, which is really, really tough. Which uh, you could see which one, which of the two rookie point guards was a little mature because Frank Mason played full, full four full years out at Kansas and. You know, played in some NCAA tournament games and he's been in some challenging spots before. But De'Aaron, even with just one season at Kentucky, he's got a good amount of experience there. But even still, it's been a little bit up and down because De'Aaron relies a little bit more on his athleticism. And when you're at the point guard position, that is the most athletic position in almost all sports. It is a fucking hellhole matching up against other players in the league. Uh, But it is what it is, so... Uh he's uh he's been uh giving good efforts for the most part. It's just uh it's more of the mental game for him. That's why I think Frank has been a little bit better because he relies more on his on his uh smarts to get around. But that's the point guard position, although De'Aaron plays a little bit at the two. But you had George Hill also a guy that they signed in the off season and he's been getting less and less playing time as the season's gone on to try to give way to some of the young dudes, but He's uh, still on the chopping block, still on the trading block. I think though, they'll, they'll be good <laughs> and smart to move him. There's rumors that the Cavs are really interested, but I mean, I don't know how he's gonna help that much. He's a pretty good on-ball uh, defender. Was one of the best graded out in the league the last few seasons, especially I think last year in Utah they used him really well that way, primary ball stopper. But he's a little older. A little long in the tooth now. I think he's 32, 33. This year he started to look it a little bit more. But what kind of happens and what I've seen with people who, when they come to Sacramento is like older guys, they come for the checks, man. And then you got the young dudes who don't know what's going on. And they see the older guys just kind of lollygagging. And it kind of like uh, feeds itself into a bad cycle that they've been on since, what, 2006 now? What are we, 12 years? 2007? something like that man it's been it's been tough 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 for the kings but they're the only one right now let's go let's go oh buddy buckets getting another steal oh get that get that insanity over to jackson settle down settle down settle down oh pump fake give him the pump fake oh hold the ball hold the ball ah, fucking vince damn damn he turned it over get right up to Caspi, and his body just failed and we could see it <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, dumb, dumb, dumb foul. Come on. Come on. The Warriors have been back-cutting Sacramento all game. And that just shows you some of the young dudes on defense. They don't know how to swivel their head. How get that head on the swivel. And they're looking around. Buddy knows he messed up. Vince talking to him. He's telling him. They're learning. They're getting there. They're getting there. He's still only a second-year player out of Oklahoma, man. He was amazing in college. Had up and down rookie year. Oh, missed the free throw. Get the rebound. Thank you very much. So what do we got here? We got seven minutes, about 15 seconds left in the ball game. 91-88. See sack going to pick a roll up top. George Hill, Vince Carter, Zebo, Justin Jackson, Buddy Hill line up on the floor. Three old dudes, two young dudes. And there's a turnover by two old dudes. Great, 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 great. You figured it'd be the young dudes. George Hill try to force feed a post entry to Zebo. <sighs> King's been running a lot of the post up offense this season. A lot of that because of Zebo. Some told Willie Collie Stein. He's actually surprised me this year and has really stepped it up, which has been a big, big plus for them moving forward. Because you're starting to see his game round out. Because he's one of those raw athlete type puts. And that was a uh, poor rotation defense by Sack And Draymond with the N1 layup. Very weak foul. I hate those, man. You know, if you gonna foul him, smack the crap out of him. If you're not, then just let him go. It's one or the other. Legally, no flagrants. Don't go for the head. But you know what I mean. Um, one of those dudes, man, it's no no easy buckets, dude. You gotta so part of it is the mental game too. Kinda like in football, you hit the quarterback a couple times in the first quarter, he's gonna be thinking about the rest of the game. He's consciously or consciously, it'll affect him. Or most quarterbacks I'd say. It's kinda the same way when you're running into the paints. Like if you guys guys are just gonna bump you, bump you, bump you. You might throw up a floater or dish it to a corner or something that you might Necessarily, uh, normally under normal circumstances, might go for the rim, but it's the NBA. I see that a little less and less as the years go by, but it is what it is. So, SEC coming in. Shout out to ESPN Stream. Stepping it up. Oh, Zebo. Zebo versus Draymond. That's a lot of shit talking. Oh, what happened? 24 second. Not good. Not good. Not good at all. Man, this Warrior squad is just l- 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 loaded to the T. It's not even fair. They got a couple injuries right now, so the rotation's looking a little different than it normally would, but even still. Oh, they got him scrambling, swaggy in the corner. Man. When that guy's hitting shots against you, that is just, like, the most annoying and upsetting thing ever. So, he just knocked a three. He's 97-88 right now. Freaking... Steph over here dancing, doing a little shimmy on the sidelines. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Freaking swaggy. And he hits a shot. He lets everyone and their moms know about it. Even sometimes when he doesn't hit a shot, <laughs> he'll, he'll let you know. But, uh, yeah, he's, what, the 14th best player on this team? It's like, pfft, come on. Come on. Yeesh. They got probably three, four future Hall of Famers right now. Two bonafide like goats. Potentially. And it's just unreal. What katie has been doing with Golden State, which is the most ridiculous situation, scenario that I can't believe actually unfolded, but I gotta give him some credit and I gotta give Steve Kerr a lot of credit for getting it out of him because in all the years we're watching him play I've never ever ever seen him this focused and attentive on defense and given a lot more energy and effort than he's ever given I think a lot of that is because he's got less responsibility on offense so it allows him to do that a little bit more but I think Kerr is getting in his head and helping him that way and he kind of unlocked him and unleashed him and Helped him reach that full potential. Because when he was at OKC, you felt like he was maybe getting 90, 95% of all the way there of what he could offer and bring to the game. But there was always something little that you felt like he could tap into and get to. And last year, it felt like he got there. Because he was their main shot blocker. He could have been their main, their secondary ball handler. Like right now, he's bringing the ball up like a point guard. Like, he does that all the time. They were um, arguably their best shooter, like, was one of their better rebounders, with Draymonds. Like, my God, he was just a monster. Nobody could score against him, which was insane because, I mean, I remember the freaking time Team USA when he was on this squad playing in the Olympics, and they are back cutting his ass to death. I remember Serbia was like, they probably scored 12 buckets just against him of running little uh, back screens and back cuts and everything like that and they hit a couple cutters for like easy 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 buckets and you it was just him just straight up night just loafing not even paying attention looking into the crowd not even know what's going on and then nowadays this dude is just shutting people down Damn, he's all over the place. He's rotating, he's swapping people at the rim, he's getting steals, he's doing everything, man. Freaking go-go gadget arms. Like, unreal, unreal. Everyone thought he couldn't make it because he's a twig. He's got that structure, but you got that skill, man. Skill trumps a lot of things. Hand defender in his face, Six, also 6'11". Willie's, I think, legit 6'11". Or seven foot, not actually he's seven foot, he's a legit seven footer, and so is KD. But I think he's just doesn't want that recognition of being a seven footer who shoots threes. Because in people's heads, a lot of traditionalists are like, What the hell are you doing? Get your ass on the low block, and you're gonna be posting up. But no, not KD, he does a little bit of everything, so um, the shooting is like his best attribute. bar bar none bar none but this dude's got a handle for being that tall you hardly ever see him get picked man nobody gets cookies from him he's uh his handle's that nice man quick as hell for how big as he is he's one of like maybe 10 players in the league that can go two steps from the three point line to the dunk like easy not many Giannis Antetokounmpo. There's one of them. And yeah, more we'll think of them. Uh, who else? Who else? Russ, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Got a text. An old bat phone. Looks like the homie. Mark coming through. Gotta go do some business. So I'll probably leave you guys in a little bit. But yeah we'll keep going till the end of this basketball game for sure it's four minutes and 30 seconds left 105 97 going stayed up on sack and curry got the ball curry's had a pretty quiet night for the most part Ooh, turnover and ref is pointing hold on they're looking at it they're gonna talk it over stream cut out what's good what's going on espn what's what's going on really this damn, bandwagon warrior fans trying to watch this game. Game, what the hell, man? That's the thing, all these streams and everything, the official ones, they always cut out when like it's popular teams or it's a big game or something. This is a sack Golden State regular season, and it was glitchy, but now it's like perfect. Now it's like crystal clear. This is 1080p color. Okay, I see bogged Bogdan. Oh my god, Katie, what the hell? See, this is the other thing, too, is when you're like a small market team. And you are got a bunch of rookies or like old dudes that nobody really cares about, and you're not really all like in the conscious of a lot of refs and things in the public conscious of fans. I feel like you don't get as many calls. Like the um, better teams t- tend to get certain calls in certain ways. And KD right there straight up just pushed the young rook from Serbia, Bogdan Bogdanovic. That dude was nice. See him at the rookie sophomore challenge on the the team world. He's got some skill and he's impressed me. I knew he had a potential to be pretty good, but damn. They did a very good job of sneaking away to get him and bring him over because he was on some of the best European squads and there was no guarantee that he was ever going to come. Like There's certain dudes that happen like that. Sometimes they'll come later in their careers or something. Especially if a team that owns their rights doesn't necessarily have a need for him or is uh, maybe a team that has a lot of talent at a certain position, so they might not get a lot of playing time. So that tends to happen quite a bit with a lot of the European players. So the Kings, I think, got his rights, I want to say from Houston about a year ago, two years ago. And He's just been sitting on it and they finally brought him over, which has been good. So he's 26 now, so he's still got some good amount of years left in the league. Uh, I think Kings are getting him right at their right at his prime, so he's he's gonna be a solid player if he sticks around. Because, like I said, there's certain players that sometimes they get homesick and they just don't want to like the NBA style of the NBA, but they got playing not getting playing time. Sometimes they can actually make more money overseas, or roughly the same uh, for more accolades and glory. And I don't blame people for doing taking that decision. It's uh, a lot of people in the U.S. We tend to have like a um, ooh. Justin Jackson missing a shot. King's down 10 now. The Warriors have been going on a run here to close things out. They're kind of taking things serious here. Oh, oh my God. Almost a steal from Bogdan. Tipped it right to Draymond for a lay-in. But that's that kind of night. It's that kind of season, honestly. The shout-out to the Sacramento Kings' new court, though. This black one looks pretty dope. I'll be going to one of their games sometime in March. And one. Thank you. That's De'Aaron. Swipe out the Fox. Going super sane. He's had good moments, like I said. But um, yeah, I'm going to be flying up. I'll be back home in Stockton in the 209 for a weekend. Got a couple things I need to do, and I'll be going to a game. So it should be fun time. Have my little brother my dad there. And haven't gone to a game in a long time, and haven't been to this new arena either. I'm really juiced about that. I really want to see it, experience it. It's never going to be Arco, but Arco was a dump. It was a shithole. But it was our shithole. And I kind of have that relationship with a lot of the arenas that I've been to as a kid growing up. Oakland, Alameda, color names they've had going to A's games, Raider games. That plays a shithole. Lucky enough to also follow the Giants. And the Giants are amazing. They got one of the best ballparks ever. And uh, don't give a shit about the Niners. So, yeah. Haven't, oh, actually, I've been to uh, San Jose, their arena. I haven't seen a hockey game, though. I haven't seen the Sharks. Was it? Uh, I can't remember what the hell it's called now. Um, but whatever. I uh, saw NCAA basketball tournament there. I was like in high school, I want to say. That's a solid, solid arena as well. One of these days, I got to go to a Sharks game. Those look fun. Uh, still haven't been to an NHL game. That's uh, That'll be on the list of things to do at some point. Been to most of everything else. Actually went to LA Galaxy game. Got to see Landon Donovan play one of his final seasons with uh, Robbie Keane. was really good too. And Gyasi Zardes from Torrance, the local kid. Actually, not from Torrance. He's from, I want to say Hawthorne maybe. Damn. 111-102, two minutes left. looking done. And, yeah, so i got to see some good players play. Um, but I'm really interested in seeing how this LAFC football team is going to be doing. Because they have uh, Carlos Vela. I think they're going to have a couple other players that are pretty name. Recon- have some good name recognition. So, Their new arena looks amazing. I should see Stadium. Right there by your SC. You can see it off the 110 when you're driving south. You'll see it on your right-hand side. If you're driving north, it'll be on your left. Because that's how the Cardinal directions work, folks. But it's right there off the freeway. And that thing looks pretty nice. It's not a huge stadium, but you don't need a huge stadium for soccer here in L.A. I mean, L.A. is, like, the biggest town, like, it's just vast it's so huge there's so many things to do anything you could possibly think of you can do here in la or within you know reasonable distance within a day's drive i'd say want to go surf sure go for it you want to go ski snowboard yeah you could do that too run up to uh big bear um yeah anything want to shoot a film i to go uh, play some hoops. i to watch a baseball game. I'm go to Dodger Stadium. Fight that god awful traffic down there. And do it up. Go drink some chelas. Some cervezas. Go look at some highness. That's what I like to do. I don't even fuck with the Dodgers at all. I'm like zero. But they bring the baddie Latinas out. I will say that. That and the salsa clubs out here, man. I gotta go to more. I haven't been to one of those in a while. One of these days. One of these days. Last time I went was I was in sophomore college, junior college. So I'm gonna date myself and say it was, what would that be, like six years ago now? Damn, I'm getting old, bro. I'm getting old. Yeah, last time I went to one of those, uh, crew that I was with got kicked the fuck out. <laughs> I haven't been back since. I had some chicks grab my butt and shit in there, man. It was it was looking good for me, but alas, in minute under minute now in this game. It's they got the scrubs in. It's 117-102. Omri Caspi throwing up a nasty hook shot. It's when you know it's bad. And yep, miss layup. Okay, that looks like a W for the Dubs. What's new? It's really annoying though. Is when every time Golden State plays in Sacramento in the last six years, I want to say it's just it's a lot of blue in that arena, and it just makes me it just irks me. Especially considering the fact of me growing up in the late nineties, early two thousands, that era of basketball, it was. Kings, who were the ones who were title contenders, and it was the Warriors who were just cellar dwellers, they were at the bottom almost every year. You couldn't give those tickets away. I remember listening to the radio, and they would literally advertise the opponents that you would come and be able to see uh, because (laughs) they wanted people to go to the games. And that franchise was pretty sad for the longest time before they got sold. So this new ownership group really turned it around. They've done everything exactly how you're supposed to do and they got a couple rings because of that so congrats to them when they got the first one I was like wow it's amazing but then seeing how they are now I'm just like what the hell man y'all need to chill this is not cool they won what the most wins in the NBA regular season 73 and 9 and they didn't win the championship that year so LeBron won man That year was incredible. I think Braun deserved... That's one of the greatest performances ever to knock out that team, that Warriors team. That Game 7 was just unreal. I just couldn't believe it. That's why you watch sports. I couldn't believe how that that all transpired, transpired, man. Draymond kicking, dude in the nuts, and getting suspended and then losing, and then starting to go downhill. Game 7... NBA Finals, Anytime that happens, man, it's a show. The other one that happened, too, that I remember was the Lakers-Celtics. It was like 2010, somewhere around there. That was a good one, too. That was a real good one. Drag hard, you know, knock them down, drag them out type of series. Uh, so those were good times. I'm reminiscing now. But, yeah, back in the day, man, Sacramento was a team. On top up in NorCal and the Dubs, they were just ooh, ugly. They yeah, had G. Rich, Gilbert Arenas for a little bit, and what? Troy Daniels. Not Troy Daniels, Troy Murphy. Troy Daniels, he's a three-point shooter, black dude. Troy Murphy, white dude, also a three-point shooter, but a big, soft power forward. I'll say it. But he was solid. He wasn't that bad. Anyway, about 30 minutes in, I think we're going to wrap up episode 1 now. Once again, welcome to the show. We're going to be working on this. It'll be a work in progress. We'll get a couple guests, some features in, and we'll do the damn thing, man. Just start something really, really great. Adios. Peace. And what's up, this is Mario back again Just took a little break Had to go meet a few friends for a second Shout out to the homie Mark And David Chow What's good To you guys But uh, anyway, figured 30 minutes Was not enough for an opening And Salvo, so I had to come back for A little bit longer here So, yeah Kings lost tonight, it is what it is Team struggling Dubs look good. Not much else going on in the world. Oh, Super Bowl. Like I was saying earlier. Super Bowl on Sunday. Gonna be with the homies. We're gonna try to do a podcast for that one also. I'll probably be a little preemptive and saying apologies for some sound difficulties. We figuring this out right now what the optimal setup might be for the future. So stay tuned. Things will be get better. Just like anybody. Put in the work. Be dedicated, get that focus, and you'll improve. That's the goal, right? So it's all you can do. Just gotta get, keep getting better, myself included, being the host. And we'll uh, we'll mix it up, do a little bit of everything, and still gotta set up a lot of stuff. You'll be hearing this on iTunes and Google Play Store and everywhere else. In due time, in due time, I'll get the the website up. In the socials. Right now, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Puro Caballero for all you Green out there. That's at P U R O C A B A L L E R O. Puro Caballero. Para mi gente. Latino. ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? Um, yeah, Super Bowl. I'm really bummed about the matchup. This is like an inevit- inevitability. Patriots versus some of the team that's like half as good, low key, got flaws. They just gonna open the moons up and just start digging in, man. Take the knives and just twist it all up in that bitch. Patriots, they take advantage of what you do worst. Better than I think any team in the league, and that's going on a good good time now. But you gotta give credit where credit's due, man. Gotta start up top to the head coach and the way that organizations run. They got that shit up tip top, but I fucking hate them. Wish they go away because in my mind's being a biased Oakland Raider fan, they basically stole chance of the Super Bowl from us that brady fumbled that damn ball and i'm gonna go down to my grave you know knowing that as a fact and just living with it because it is what it is so i feel like this whole dynasty that they couldn't on is a little illegitimate but what are you gonna do what are you gonna do you're gonna listen to me bitching about it on a podcast that's what you're gonna do that's all you're gonna do but uh Patriots man their offense they look pretty solid shout out to Brandon Cooks though Stockton I see you Lincoln though ooh, see anybody doesn't know about Stockton high school athletics it's always Lincoln versus St. Mary's and that's me that's my alma mater class of 2010 we did the damn thing we're pretty damn good I don't even want to brag we'll talk about it probably at another time but yeah we actually got to play Brandon Cooks in high school man played wide out, It was a punt returner, kick returner I believe too, and safety from what I remember because I played offensive line and I remember seeing a little bit of him on film back there. Dude had wheels, straight up, man was a ghost, he was pew, he was out, as soon as he got a crease, he had the ball on the open field, good luck, it was uh, not what you wanted, so What's crazy to me though, matching up against him in high school, it was like, we knew he was fast, and we knew he was good, so we put the necessary coverage back there. We made sure we had some help over the top, and the zone, and all that jazz, but it amazes me how many times he burns people in the NFL nowadays on like scheme-wise, just stupid things. You got a corner who's up and bump and run, and he whiffs on him. Or you got somebody playing back, and he's on a cover three, and the corner's keying in on the quarterback looking in the backfield. And he's gone past you. Dude's lightning quick. But he's doing his damn thing. First year of the Pats. I was really rooting for him with the Saints. But it's a different story, man, when you join the evil empire. I guess that wasn't really his call I don't think I think you got traded so you just play for whoever signs the check I guess you know if you're at that level you can't really complain too too much about location and all that I guess you can there's levels to everything you know once you get accustomed to a certain way certain mindset certain status within the league you can kind of you know be up in your feelings for different reasons so who knows who knows but i think he might be the only black wide receiver that actually catches passes for the pats so shout out to you brandon cooks um i don't know how the hell every year seems like the pats have like a monopoly on like good solid white white outs. <laughs> it's like slot dudes outside guys tight ends they got it all. And yeah, I think Gronk's back. Gronk uh, got cleared from the concussion protocol, so he'll, he'll be back. He'll be a f- fucking deal to handle. He is a monster, to say the least. He's he's like a character from the Monstars, man. He's one of those. He's some something you build in the lab. Maybe more like a comic book, <laughs> the way his personality is. But the way he plays on the football field and the way he's built, that dude is just, he's built in the lab somewhere. He's just ridiculous. Brady, I don't even want to talk about him. He does what he does. He is what it is. But we'll see how good this Philly team can step up because Philly defense, they're no joke, man. They are no joke. Big-ass Fletcher, Cox in the middle, D-tackle, nose tackle. That dude is a hell of a load to deal with. So I think that'll be a good matchup to watch: the Eagles' defensive line versus the Pat's O line. Because if the Eagles can get pressure without blitzing, that's you know been the blueprint to beating the Patriots in the past. You gotta have good edge rushers and solid push up the middle. Because Brady does a very good job of moving around in the pocket and not getting, not taking sacks. He'll he'll take some hits, but he hardly ever takes sacks. So you gotta be able to do that got to fluster him a little bit early. Get in his head a little bit so he misses a few throws later on. So he's thinking about certain things. But being able to put pressure without blitzing is going to be a huge, huge thing. See if Chris Long can come in and get a sack against his former team. And they've got some other guys, too, on that line that are pretty nice. Uh, Brandon Graham. He's a very solid player. I like him. I like him a lot. He's uh, He'll be... Uh, Someone to key on in there So we'll see how the Philly Eagles do I'm rooting for y'all Fly Eagles fly I don't know about the town of Philly Y'all are cool I've never been I just know Philly fans From a distance And don't seem like pleasant Experience as much But that's always bias Because I can say I'm a Raider fan And people would say Fucking goons Sometimes Yeah but some of the times, nah. So, I get it. I get it, man. But yeah, rooting for y'all, Philly. Hope you guys uh doing me well in my office pool for these squares. I'll give you the update as to what I need. All right, over here. All right, you understand? Let's see. I got me two squares at 100. So, first square I have. I need Philly 1... Patriots 3. So just the, the score by the end of the quarter. I just need at one point in the game for it to be like, for instance, an example. Philly 21, Patriots 23. I'll take that score at any point in the game. Or whatever. Could be... F- nah, that wouldn't happen. Maybe. Philly scored three touchdowns early. Pats kick a field goal 21 to 3 that works for me or by the end of the second whatever halftime so if we get the right score on the end of the game at the end of the fourth quarter you get double the amount of money so that'd be the big kahuna but i'm looking for anything man i'll take any cash you can give me so the other one we have here looks like i got eagles nine Pat 7, so there's a a chance we can get that one too. 9, it's got to be some field goals or a miss PAT or something in order to get a score like that. So, I'm going to need some field goals from Philly. I'm going to need Nick Foles to not quite get an end zone but close enough. Close enough. So, those are my squares I know nobody gives a shit but I'm gonna tell you anyway because this is my show and I do what I want when I want okay then so I'm thinking my heart is with Philly my head is with the Patriots it'll probably be Patriots and I'll pick them to win by field goal like they normally do so we'll go final score Hmm, I'm gonna do it so I can win some points let's go Twenty-nine. Nah, no, 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 no. Let's do it. Thirty-three, thirty-one. Pats final. That's my prediction. I'm not hoping it happens, but that's my prediction. And I'm no gambler, so what the fuck do I know? I'm just some fan who watches a shit ton of sports. Pretty much like you. But I'm better than you, damn it. I'm better than you. You ain't got a show. Step your motherfucking game up. Alrighty. But uh, just to kind of segue there. Just to... I'm settling in here just to get you guys the idea of what's going on in my life. Just moving out here to the South Bay, L.A. Been living out here in L.A. since 2010. So going on eight years. It's been about seven and a half now. And every year I've lived here I live in a different city And it's been crazy So I've moved a lot more than normal And every time there's a drain And this one was no exception But I'm here now Kind of near the, the beach which is cool Walk up to the rooftop of my building Which I'm not really supposed to go to But fuck it and you can look at the ocean, which is nice. Real cool. Real, real cool. I always feel like I gotta live somewhere near the water. I just get anxious or something. For some reason. But I might be just be bougie me. <laughs> and having... Went to school out on the west side of town. And I think uh, I was probably spoiled a little bit. Cause any, anytime you can live west of the 405. Or north of the 10... Your motherfucking life's privileged. Like real shit. Real fucking shit. <laughs> Cause as soon as you cross those, there's certain places of people I know that won't even go there. But I'm cool. I'm cool. Go to Inglewood, South Central, Oak Compton and all that stuff. You just gotta just gotta play by the rules, man. I think it's just people just, just don't know how to just act in certain environments and don't have the ability to just blend and go with the flow and not cause a ruckus. There's some of the fuckers that's just too much them, and they don't understand what they're doing in the time. You know, the type that's just the outburst or you know a little over the top emotionally, can't control themselves. Sometimes that you get somebody like that in a place where you know. Shit can get a little hood. That shit ain't gonna work out. You know what I mean? So you just gotta be someone that's that's cool, low key, just keep it moving. If you saw a homicide, you didn't actually see a homicide. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I joke. I joke. I joke. But yeah, it is what it is. I guess north of the ten, there's some some okay spots some spots that are whatever. So I used to live in Koreatown. I was the last like permanent resident that I had, and there's definitely some shiesty areas, especially in L.A. Because a lot of places like demographics are changing, gentrification's happening, and it's happened in different locations. And it's kind of been like a wave or a ripple effect for since I've been here, just for me noticing. Because there already, to begin with, there was no space for anybody. And they keep building more shit, and there's still no space for anybody. And I think I'm, from what I read, like a lot of the trends are the cities, the big cities in America, and a lot of them in the world, they just keep growing and growing and growing, man. Because a lot of the economic situations for people that live in the countryside and the farmlands and things like that are just, it's not what it is. So they, people try to chase opportunities and go to dense locations and then they just get denser and denser, so I know that's what's happening with LA for sure. I think it's like fifteen million people in county. It's a lot, man. That's so many. Yeah, that's just it lends itself to being just sprawl and sprawl and sprawl everywhere. It's it living in LA it's just feels like when you're playing Sims and you're creating your whole universe, your whole world and everything. And you have like a whole block set up or a neighborhood where it's like apartments, 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 laundromat, liquor store, donut shop, taco stand, laundromat, liquor store, store, donut shop, church, church, uh, check cashing place, uh, grocery store, random, and then back to like house, 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 apartment, 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 house, 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 and, and rinse and repeat back over again. So it looks like you just take one section of a community and you control C, you control V that shit. And just copy and pasting it everywhere. That's what it feels like. And it just keeps going and going. So me having lived here for about seven plus years now, it's I, I kinda I know my way around pretty well, but it's it gets crazy. And if people didn't have Waze or Uber or not Uber I'm an idiot. You fucking idiot. I guess Uber. Uber Lyft. Throw them in there too. They help out. You don't know where the hell to go. You just tell them. I need a fucking ride. Let's go. Don't gotta worry about it. Except your bank account. But. The Waze app. And Google Maps. I guess Apple Maps too. For all you. stands out there. Team Android in the building. But. If you use all those map applications, it's been a godsend for traveling. Remember traveling before we had access to all that shit just on our phone, just right there? Or was it before we had GPS in the car? Oh, people thought that was the shit. That was some hot shit, bro. Fucking, the map is like not on paper. And it's just like on this dash right here in the middle. Are you fucking kidding me? For real, for real? And you just click on that shit. And you can search for where you want to go. Yeah, I remember one of my parents' cars. um, Oh, they they had a Garmin. It wasn't even in the dash. This is before the in-dash screen. You had yourself a fucking TomTom or a Garmin. And those motherfuckers were expensive. And you had to, like, re-download the maps every few years and all that shit. But they were pretty good, man. We had a Garmin... And I learned how to use that shit real quick. And my mom, I don't think, still knows how to use it. But she don't need to no more. Thank goodness. Um, and that thing was cool. We used to... Me being a fat-ass kid, I used to look up... Just fucking... Oh, where's the cold stone or some shit out here? I was... was uh, so obese. Even when I wasn't obese, I like ate like I was obese. I just, it was bad. Set myself up for failure for the future, man. And I'm paying for it now, so... I'm on the damn recovery. Put too much weight on that shirt, But anyway, I digress. Where was I? Oh, yeah. GPS's man. I remember maps, man. I'm fucking not even that old. and <laughs> yeah, It feels like ages ago. People actually legitimately had to pull out a map. Try to locate where the hell they were. We got cross streets. We got freeways. We at signs. Stop at a gas station. Ask the damn dude behind the counter. If he speaks English uh, or understands where the hell he is or where you need to go. So that was, that was back in the day. That was really got to use your intuition. Got to have your wits about you. Got to know little s- simple shit about like cardinal directions like we are talking about earlier. Like it amazes me with us having access to like so many things. Things just right there at the palm of our hand. We don't even need to talk to it. Maybe if it's, it's on our watch, even. It used to be on your glasses, but people are like, "Nah, fuck that shit." So, <laughs> it's freaking amazing. because people, when they have access to all this information and all this stuff, they become lazy and they don't figure out how to find out things for themselves. And I'm myself. I noticed it myself too. I'm I'm the same way. My memorization skills, fucking horrible. I might have to do some of the, the weed I smoke, but I used to be really good, man. I used to I remember it was sharp as a tack. But yeah, nowadays, you just you see, I see it with people who are younger than me. It's like they don't have a fucking clue, man. And I guess it might have to do some of it with just being growing up in kind of like the, the outskirts of town, country type environment that I grew up in and also kind of being close enough to like a mid-sized city. Stockton is not the biggest city, but you know, you're close enough to San Francisco, Sacramento, San Jose, Oakland, all those places, a lot of bigger communities, Tahoe. So, if you have a little bit of experience going to different type of locations and things like that. So, But I I just feel it's just a generic stereotype. It might just be L.A. people. Don't know shit. But who knows? I mean, different things. Like, knowing what direction the sun rises and sets every day is literally how you can orient yourself in the world. Like, it helps a tremendous amount. And knowing, just for everybody that doesn't know, because it should be something everybody knows as our education system is just failing America and the world. But rises in the east and it sets in the west. So if you see the sun and it's earlier in the day and it is uh well you can actually just look up. If if you know hasn't been lunchtime yet and the sun ain't all the way up in the middle of the sky then you're in the AM, bro. And you look the opposite direction. You're looking west. You turn 90 degrees to your right. You're looking north. And Or you turn 90 degrees to your left. You're looking south. So there you fucking go, you mathematicians. But yeah, set's so in the west. So if it's on the other side, you already had lunch and hungry for dinner or something. You're in the PM, man. This is simple, simple stuff. Yeah. I can't believe our generation so is so dumb about some stupid shit. Like, flat earthers, come on. Come on, man. You're holding us back. Anti-vaxxers, come on now. Uh, holding us all back. See, like, I'm, humans, we're on this, like, train moving forward and we're chugging. I'm going, but I'm trying to pull us back, man. This ain't goddamn quicksand. I'm trying to climb a damn ladder to greatness. What do you get To the end of that ladder? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Are we there yet? Are we there already? There? Maybe. Who knows? Is AI gonna take over the world? Maybe. I'm kind of scared. A little bit. A little bit. I got trust in Elon boys making flamethrowers I here flaming people for real though like literally though the emoji flames for real though if he still got the gun emoji bang 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 like one of that of the flames that's what he's making dude but yeah that dude's a genius doing a whole bunch of shit i don't know about ai he has a lot of questions they already got too much information. It's only growing, man. If you haven't read 1984, go read 1984. I feel like we're living it right now. It's it's too much. It's doublespeak and thought police and all that crap. What does it say? The Ministry of Peace? It's the Ministry of Education. I want to say the Ministry of Health or something like that. I know there was like three of three ministries in the book, in the, the world that it was created, and they were all pretty much doing the opposite of what they're intended to do. Which kind of brings me to the fact that in our government today, the head of the EPA, former Exxon Mobil CEO. You don't think he has a vested interest in not giving a fuck about the environment? Then I got a bridge to sell, yeah. There's Jeff Sessions, who's heads the DEA. And he wants to bring us back to motherfucking Reefer Madness era. And all that shit. You know, this is the same dude who said... He thought the KKK was cool until he found out they smoked weed. What? I don't even know. That dude sucks. Sucks major ass. We've got other people. I I can keep going. It's like pretty much every dude who was installed into their department has the intention of doing the opposite of what the department was designed to do to help us in different ways and he's gutting this whole government of so many people who used to have positions now granted there's actually a legitimate argument to be made by people who tend to lean no lean farther to the right about the fact of government wastefulness and spending in terms of always having to keep hiring and once somebody gets hired the position is almost there forever and it's almost impossible to fire someone from a government type position because they have job security and things of that nature and so there's legitimate arguments to that uh, effect but i mean trump still hasn't even appointed a lot of ambassadors and other shit too There's like so many roles that have gone unfulfilled. They literally started off behind the eight ball. Because they only started bringing appointees in right as he got brought into office. Versus the precedent in the past is you'd have a list of people who you're considering and you would bring them up for, I believe the Senate. They have to confirm them. Uh, Each, like the main cabinet members. Make sure they're bona fide, which a lot of these aren't. But guess who controls Congress It doesn't give a fuck? Republicans. Yay. Just like puppeting, man. just, Just getting played like Geppetto by an insane clown. I can't believe this is real, man. Well, we're one year deep into it, so it is what it is. We'll see what happens with the Mueller probe investigation. Things have been heating up and Devin Nunes, you can go suck a dick. There's there's my thoughts. But whatever. Free speech, man. Say what I want. I ain't gonna attack you though. At least not yet. <laughs> nah, no, I'm kidding. I kidding. I kid. I kid. I kid. I kid. I kid. A kid. We're going to vote your ass out. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be a big wave. Big, big wave. GOP members just going down, 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 down in October. And then we'll see. I think the House and the Senate could flip. And then it might be done for El Trumpito. Donaldo. Might be time to walk. Be so satisfying for someone to just co-opt this catchphrase. I'm sure that's going to happen. I've already seen all the CNN, MSNBC headlines. Huffington <laughs> the post headlines. Oh, man. looks well, like a layup. That's too easy. It's almost too easy. Can't even do it because of that i to be a little more creative than that it's like they pay you the big bucks for the shit like that but yeah we'll see a lot of people thought this was gonna happen earlier other people don't think it's never gonna happen we've already dropped down this rabbit hole man i don't know if there's any way of coming back because now everyone's saying oprah should run the rock should run like fuck man like we just have like fair elections, and honestly, I kind of hate the way that our election system is even set up. The way we have a two-party system—it's always one v the other. So you're either the majority or you're the minority. So there's always a, a superiority and an inferiority complex that happens, and this doesn't lend itself to any there being any like common grounds at all. Even with facts nowadays, some things that are irrefutable of just. You know, in one ear, out the other. Just in my, my own cocoon, my own circle. And it's an echo chamber. Everything I say gets reverberated right back to me. I don't hear any counterpoints. So I think it is healthy from time to time to hear some things. But, man. you people on the right are just... Done too much, man. Done too much. Jeez, Just need to like be chill. Accepting man and people on the left, too. Y'all need to chill, too. This shit gets too wild, man. Too, too wild. People are allowed to have different opinions and thoughts if you don't agree with them. You can't be thought police, man. It gets a little bit too much, fastest. So, that is happening to an extent. In certain regards, in certain places, obviously. The college campuses were the main ones recently. There's a lot of craziness going on. But yeah, people just need to hear people out and kind of put themselves in a different perspective. And not necessarily tune someone out just because. Now, granted, if you've heard what they had to say, and now you know that this is who they are, and... They are not legitimate, then stop listening to them. Granted, yeah. But if they are someone who might have a different opinion than you, well, you gotta listen to them. You gotta you gotta hear them out. And then if if they're unequivocally wrong, then just be kind to them and point them out their mistakes. Tell them where they need to improve, and or where you think their your opinion might be better. And then be able to agree to disagree you got to drop it at a certain point because nowadays it's it's too crazy people just get into arguments and get gets, gets too upset you got to be able to look at it from different ways and there's a reasoning to certain things there's a yin and there's a yang to everything in life so living here in america you, you have to have a left and you have to have a right There ha- it it's there's no other way there's pretty much how most societies are built. Now, granted, different countries and different peoples and different nations are accustomed to, you know, falling somewhere along that spectrum, closer to one end or the other. America, in my opinion, is farther right than center. And we need to come back more to the center. We're actually now probably really farther right. Not um, 100% because. You know, the right wing of our American government doesn't control everything technically. So there's still local governments, state governments that do a lot of the nitty gritty work in this country. So those are still controlled left or right. But generally we've we're move- we're moved farther right than I think you even were in the Bush years. So moving Obama, I feel like Obama made us dead middle center based off of kind of the way that U.S. politics have been shaped in the last 100, 200 years, I would say, at least since World War I. So (laughs) him being just middle center, it's like he got fucking living hell from people on the right, man. He wasn't perfect. I didn't like everything he did, but it seemed like he generally cared and was trying it was thoughtful at least so there's that he was eloquent held himself well presented himself well. It was a good salesman and was just emotionally there, even if you know by default the office of the presidency is some something super crazy where just life and death decisions being made every day and the decisions you make affect decades, generations after so it's a lot of pressure on somebody I mean you gotta pull the, that dude had to pull the trigger or call the shots on a lot of things that not a lot of people would be willing to do he got to do it man but who knows some other people was like he's doing it too much What's with these drones? What's with these harmless civilians getting killed? And all these useless wars. What's up with that? Why? Take Guantanamo, never get closed. Why are the deportations still higher than they've ever been under Obama? Now, under Trump, even higher. So now you're just freaking getting that ball rolling. Which is ridiculous, man. People living in fears. And looking at America's history of deportations in the past we've got uh, Operation Wetback in the 50's I believe how that worked didn't work they ended up having to bring the Bracero program which is a guest worker program they had to bring people back from Mexico and give them jobs because the people in America weren't willing to do them (laughs) so it's actually how my family came to this country initially On both sides of my family. So, shout out to them. They put in the work and I'm here and now I'm just talking shit. So, (laughs) doing them proud. I know it. I know. Anyway. Yeah. So, there was Operation Wetback. And then there was the Merida plan, Plan Merida, which was in the 30s. The quote unquote repatriation of, I want to say about a million, half a million to a million people who weren't necessarily Mexican citizens. There was a lot of people who were American citizens who got caught up in those those and were deported and were given no help. And this was back in the 30s. And this plan just keeps repeating itself over and over and over again. And now it's, it's grown a little bit because we've got more immigrants from other nations and other countries and other regions of the world. Especially Central America. Saludos uh, a todos mis Hondurenses, todos los salvadoreños, guatemaltecos, costarriqueños, puertorriqueños, dominicanos, cubanos, todos mis hermanos y hermanas latinas. Saludos a ustedes. So yeah, shout out to y'all. There's a lot of prejudice even within the Latin American community. Latino community between different nationalities and different ethnicities within our own subsection of uh, our culture. So there's not a lot of crossover. So for instance there's people from Mexico might think themselves higher than people from El Salvador or Honduras. Um, It's not necessarily right. Up, I feel bad about it because there's a lot of uh, salvies that are getting sweeped up nowadays and some of us who have had the luxury and the um, blessing really to be able to stay here and you know slowly be in that process of becoming American it's like we're kind of turning our backs on people who have kind of felt the same things we had in the past when we were looking around asking for help so I see that from time to time it's not good it's also a lot of racial tension within the latin american community too for a lot of different reasons But like anywhere it's like the darker your skin the harder it is man and i feel bad about that too even just myself within my own family because i'm pretty lighter skin from compared to some of my cousins and stuff so we see the different type of blood running through us i mean if you look at it, it Mexican-American identity, the mestizo identity, is one of almost like uh, being a mutt to a certain extent. Being proud of being a mutt because, I mean, we've got ancestry from all the native tribes that were living in the area before. We got some Spanish ancestry too because we know them, them fuckers came and just wrecked shit up. All up and down. North and south. From Florida. Damn Argentina. present day Argentina. Everywhere in between. So there's a lot of pain and suffering caused by them. But I got that blood in me. But I got the blood of the people suffering too. So what's what? It's it's a crazy thing to wrap your head around, man. But why did I get the phenotypes of having, you know, lighter colored eyes, maybe lighter colored skin than some of my cousins. I feel bad about it too, even just with my family, that's not even talking about the Afro-Latinidad uh, community, um, very various, I mean, y'all are everywhere, man, y'all are Mexicanos, y'all are Cubanos, Dominicanos, Puerto Ricanos, Colombianos, everywhere, you guys are everywhere, um, Peruvians, shout out to y'all too, Shout out to y'all making the World Cup. That's what's up, man. I got some Peruvian friends here in down here in LA. Shout out to y'all. Y'all y'all deserve it. It's been a while. And freaking US, man. What the hell, man? Why the hell? You suck. We suck so bad. But Mexico, the other half of me is happy. They're in again. And they got a good chance to get the knockout stage. So a lot of good young wingers. Got to play through the outside. Send that ball in the chicharito. But yeah, anyway, I'm I'm rambling. I'm going. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm tired. I think I'm going to wrap this up again. So, officially official now. The Puro Caballero Show, episode 001. Signing off. And once again, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Puro Caballero. See you.